Shea butter and popcorn. <laughs> okay, let's start the show. Sit back, relax, and listen. Friday's gonna have you glistening. Get ready for a real good vibe. Shea butter and popcorn. Now live. Welcome to Shea butter and popcorn. With Taj and Chels, Season 2, Episode 13. Shea Butter and Popcorn is the all-inclusive podcast giving you the exclusive. This podcast focuses on reviewing our favorite films. My name is Chelsea, a.k.a. Chels, singer, actor, and all-around movie lover. Taji, let them know who you are and what we're talking about today. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Tajiana, a.k.a. Taj. Also, actress, filmmaker, activist. We are continuing on the serious mode, and we are talking about movies that have themes or discuss mental illness yes mental illness we are definitely continuing that quite somber tone as Taj had put it definitely a heavy topic and with this Mm -hmm. topic there are heavier movies that discuss mental illness straight on and then there are films that discuss mental illness in regards to just being able to function in everyday life, finding love, and navigating the real world like the next human. So you have films like Silver Linings Playbook or Prozac Nation or I Am Sam that explore these topics. Um, if you or someone you know is dealing with depression or suicidal thoughts, please know that you do not have to suffer in silence. Call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline at 1-800-273-8255. That's 1-800-273-8255. Now let's dive into our movies. Yeah. Yes. First up, I'm going to do a 90s classic. Got a few 90s movies on the plate today. Talking about Benny and June, 1993, directed by Jeremiah S. Chechik. So Benny, played by Aiden Quinn, cares for his mentally disturbed little sister June, played by Mary Stewart Masterson, who also welcomes the eccentric Sam, played by Johnny Depp, into his home at June's request. So Sam entertains June while he dreams of a job at the video store. Once Benny realizes that June and Sam have started a relationship, he kicks Sam out of the house. Um, Sam, I believe, is on the spectrum of autism. Um, So this leads to an altercation between the brother and sister, June, who is uh, severely mentally ill. Um, June runs away with Sam, who soon realizes that she may need uh, more support than he can provide uh himself and so she ends up in a mental facility Um, i mean just that one scene alone where johnny depp is ironing grilled cheese is like comedic gold because he's able to just like um understand her and speak to her as a person individual and treat her as such and and see her for who she is and not just her illness they fall so deeply in love you root for them the whole time i'm not gonna ruin the ending I definitely don't want to ruin it, but everyone should check this out. It's a great film. It's available on HBO On Demand and Amazon as well to rent or stream. If you want to check that out, that is Benny and June. Great cast of characters. Great story. Um, It has some upbeat, lighthearted moments as well. Uh, Very entertaining. My second film I'm going to get into is Girl Interrupted, 1999, directed by James Mangold. So this movie won Angelina Jolie the Oscar for Best Supporting Actress at the 2000 Academy Awards. So, set in the changing world of the late 1960s, Girl Interrupted is the searing true story of Susanna Kaysen, played by Winona Ryder, 
who's a young woman who finds herself at a renowned mental institution for troubled young women, where she must choose between the world of people who belong on the inside, like the seductive and dangerous Lisa, played by Angelina Jolie, or the often difficult world of reality on the outside. She is completely, um, like, like, almost, like, catatonic as she's, uh, her whole world, like, breaks open, and then she sees everything for what it is. Um, Brittany Murphy is also in there. Rest in peace, Brittany Murphy. It is so good. Girl Interrupted is so um, deep, and you really fall in love with Renona's character and her internal monologue. And even though that these people are playing uh, these characters that are like psychotic and in these psychiatric facilities at the same time, like there's different beats and moments where you re- can relate and, and to those emotions and what they're feeling when it all gets to be too much. Um, it's a great movie. I believe it's available to rent and stream on Amazon Prime as well. And my final film I'm going to get into is so creepy. This is also a movie with Johnny Depp. This is Secret Window 2004, directed by David Coe. So the screenplay um, was also written by David, the director, and it's based on the book Secret Window, Secret Garden by legendary author Stephen King. Dun, dun, dun. The Shining, y'all. Stephen King. So good. Oh, my gosh. The goat. Oh. The goat. Oh, my gosh. Stephen King is amazing. So so while in the process of an ugly divorce from his wife, played by Maria Bello, writer Mort Rainey, played by Johnny Depp, relocates to his remote cabin in upstate New York for solitude. So attempting to recover his mental health, Rainey has the misfortune of being found by John Shooter, played by John Turturro. John Turturro um, definitely got his start playing in a whole bunch of Spike Lee movies. He's a great actor. Um, he was in Do the Right Thing, you name it. He was in a really good movie called Quiz Show. Um, so John Shooter, uh, the character is like this farmer who claims Rainey has plagiarized his work. Um, at first, Rainey ignores the accusations, but Shooter has no intention of quietly disappearing. Um, Rainey even contacts his wife and he's like, this guy, I think I have a stalker. He's saying that, you know, I stole from him and plagiarized his words. And she's like, uh, for his recent novel. She's like, I don't know about that one. You were kind of weird with that one. There was a lot of Jack Daniels. He was drinking a lot. He's like, but I didn't do this. So Shooter becomes increasingly vicious in his quest for retribution. I mean, he even kills this man's dog. It's so intense. So the twists and turns in this movie are so unexpected and wild. But I feel as though um, anyone can benefit from this type of movie because it makes you sit on the very edge of your seat and everything is not as it seems. It's like, oh my goodness, what is happening? Um, His wife is in the process of uh, walking down the aisle again, possibly with her new boyfriend um, played by the guy from Ordinary People. What is his name? Timothy Hutton. Yes, that's it. Timothy Hutton. And so really great power players in here. It's amazing. I have this movie on DVD. Uh, as I said, uh, available to written stream on Amazon Prime. So check that out if you haven't. Secret Window. It's a very, very good, very good film. <laughs> Those are my movies for this week um, on the topic of mental illness. Hope you enjoyed them. Taji, let me know what yours are. Today, I thought I would share three TV shows that explore the themes of mental illnesses as my viewings on 
you know, content that explores mental illnesses has more so landed in the TV realm. So um, I'm going to be talking about 13 Reasons Why, Bates Motel, and You. So starting off with 13 Reasons Why, which is now um, a little spoiler, not spoiler, but um, they will be releasing season four soon hopefully you see your girl as an extra on one of the episodes you know hey, but, um, pick up and kill it oh my gosh we're a mess okay but um stay tuned for that but um on a serious note um 13 reasons why um is a, a american teen drama web television series um, that um, was developed um, for Netflix, you know, as a limited series that was based on the 2007 novel 13 Reasons Why by Jay Asher. And the series um, has uh, been uh, created and directed by Brian Yorkie. Um, so there's been a lot of controversy about the show. Um, so far, they've had three seasons as of um, 2017, starting then. Um, it goes like this. Newcomer Catherine Langford plays the role of Hannah, a young woman who takes her own life. Two weeks after her tragic death, a classmate named Clay finds a mysterious box on his porch. Inside the box are recordings made by Hannah on whom Clay had a crush in which she explains the 13 reasons why she chose to commit suicide. If Clay decides to listen to the recordings, he will find out if and how he made the list. This intricate and heart-wrenching tale is told through Clay and Hannah's dual narratives. Um, the show did receive a lot of controversy for how it seemed to glamorize depression and anxiety and mm-hmm. suicide and things of the sort um, in the first season. But as the second season went on, as we did in this episode, they did start to give out um, those suicide prevention hotline numbers, you know, just become more educated and, and seek that out. That's 13 reasons why I will be moving on to Bates Motel. You all are probably familiar with um, Bates Motel as um, it is um, basically a prequel that is um, based off of the movie Psycho. Um, and if you guys are familiar um Norman Bates um, is the main character, and that came um, alive in Alfred um, Hitchcock's 1960 horror film, um, which was later inspired, you know, which later inspired Bates Motel. So if you guys are familiar with the novel in 1959 by Robert Block, that's sort of how the trajectory of this this TV series getting um, developed kind of went. Um, and so, yeah, um, I... I think my mom, I think this is one of my mom's favorite movies, um, if I'm not mistaken. Um, but yeah, it's a contemporary prequel to that. And it it, it covers a lot. I, I haven't watched all five seasons. So I'm not, and I've read ahead. So I'm not going to spoil the ending for y'all. After the death of her husband, Norma Bates buys a motel in the picturesque coastal town of White Pine Bay, giving herself and teenage son Norman a chance to begin anew. Shy Norman is reluctant at first, but with the help of his mother, with whom he shares an intensely close relationship, we'll get into that later, the boy begins to open up to others and make new friends. Some locals, however, aren't as friendly and welcoming to the Bates 
who discover that because White Pine Bay isn't as peaceful as as it appears, they are forced to do whatever it takes to survive. I believe, I don't know, Chelsea, if you know, but I believe that Psycho um, and just Norman Bates's character in general is based off of like a real person, low-key. Um, yeah, I feel I'm, like it could be. because I'm not sure. There's speculation about that, about like, it's fiction. It's all fictional and whatnot. But yeah. um, I mean, P.T. Barnum said a sucker's born every minute and, you know, a crazy person's born every minute as well. Yeah, because they were saying that the novel um, by Robert um, Blotch was inspired by a real life murderer, Ed Gain. And so gone. Yes, that is gone. That's a real guy. This prequel really gives like the process of like his psyche through his teenage years and how like his relationship with his mom, how intricate it is, but also how toxic it is. Like I was so uncomfortable watching. Um, but they also say that Norma, the mother, um, suffered from Munchausen syndrome by proxy, which is what we talked about in the previous episode. Um, and so, you know, when someone is like coddling and like, you know, persuading that, Hey, you're sick and you're this way when you're like, not really that way. Like, but, um, or the act, the act. Yeah. And it's very interesting. Um, disassociative identity disorder is a condition that involves disruptions or breakdowns of memory, awareness, identity, or perception. And that's like, in the show, you'll see that Norman has these blackouts of where his identity is lost. And he like takes on the persona of his mother. And yeah, his whole perception of reality is like lost in translation. And it's, it's the show has such depth to it and explores like, you know, the illnesses that you don't hear about as much. So that's why I really like it. Um, so please watch Base Motel. Um, if you have the capacity to. Oh yeah, if you have the capacity to. If you have the capacity to, because it's not right to dress up like your mom. It's just not right to act like your mother if you're a grown man. It's just weird. You know, <laughs> you know, it's not funny, but it's also like what? It's kind of funny. Basically. It's kind of funny. I'm not trying to be rude. I apologize if I'm offending anyone, but like, what? Okay, moving on. <laughs> you on Netflix. Wow. Oh, Lord. Ah. The well-renowned show. Do we have like, to do we have to talk? We're doing it. 2018 started. We you know, we just finished season 2, y'all. If you haven't watched season 2, get into it. But, you know, um this is also um developed, distributed via Netflix um and also Lifetime. But if y'all are not watching this TV series, I highly suggest you find a Netflix subscri- subscription. You find a $1.99 to buy it on YouTube or Amazon Prime because it is so good. Um, what would you do for love? For a brilliant male bookstore manager who crosses paths with an aspiring female writer, this question is put to the test. A charming yet awkward crush becomes something even more sinister when the writer becomes the manager's obsession. Using social media and the internet, he uses every tool at his disposal to become close to her, even going so far as to remove any obstacle, including people that stands in his way of getting to her. 
Now, that is sort of the synopsis for season one. What would you do for love? He does not know how to love. <laughs> He's crazy. What would you do for This love? man, listen, I'm screaming every episode. I think everybody binge watched season two in a day. Like, what I'm that not- means when he killed her ex by giving him like an allergy filled, like what he was allergic to, like a peanut butter. Yeah. That was sick. They lost me there. See, okay, and the thing is, he is terrible, and I love, okay, listen, 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 y'all, y'all, (laughs) y'all, I love, um, how do you pronounce his name, oh, Penn, Penn, is it Bag, Bag, Bagley, Bagley, yeah, you pronounce the D, Bagley, 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 Badly. Sorry, he sir. Badly. He, he might be silent. From Gossip right. Girl, right? Huh? He's from Gossip Girl, right? Yeah. Like, yeah, he's from Gossip Girl. And that's what everybody raves about is like, oh my God, Gossip Girl. And I'm like, okay. But the fact of like, I think the way his look, his stare, I feel like they, I, I don't know what the audition process was like, but they perfectly casted this. Um, and hearing his interviews about like the process and also like talking about what the show is about because um, season two kind of explored a little bit more of his childhood because it always stems from the childhood y'all about how he sort of became the man that he is Um, and also the fact of like you know kind of going into his second study his second subject Um, I don't want to spoil too much for those who haven't watched it, but season two kind of um, travels on that same note, but it kind of gives a twist as we sort of get to the end of season two. Um, but I loved hearing his interviews about like, you know, the show is really about like how far are we willing to let a white man go? And I was like, thank you, sir. Because everybody is like, oh my gosh, he can lock me in a box any day. And I'm like, y'all, that is so bad. Like, there's literally people who have like died from this type of stuff. Um, Sorry, that's kind of spoiling. But he does lock people in a box. I'll just say that. I mean, that's my deal breaker. It's crazy. (laughs) No, it is. It's crazy. That's my deal breaker. (laughs) You can't date me if you crazy. (laughs) Don't inject me with anything I'm allergic to. Don't put me in a box. Literally in a box. It doesn't even have to be like serial killer crazy like him. But I mean, just people that like act crazy. Like crazy. Yeah, like he... Okay, so getting into that, people we're saying that it's you know like oh he's a psychopath but mental health experts say that it's more complicated than that um like you know psychopath doesn't hold much meaning medically like it's kind of just like a personality type situation um like like a narcissist or a sociopath right exactly but people are saying that if you want to do like a clinical diagnosis that it's more so you know, like antisocial personality disorder. Um, and um, also, like you said, characteristics of narcissistic personality disorder. The fact that he preys on these people and it's like, I love you so much. I just want to protect you. Um, and it ends up in bad things happening um, because he's trying to do good things, but he's like also trying to convince himself that he's not a bad person. Like, I love the fact that the show, if you guys haven't watched it, that they... Um, have him narrating his his thoughts in his head his thought process Mm -hmm. i think that that is a beautiful touch to the show i think that's what makes it even more intriguing thank you for listening 
And uh, yeah, those are my three TV shows. Great. Let's get into our next segment, which is called Personal Everest. Now, when one makes a big summit up a mountain, say Mount Everest, for example, there are a set of skills and tools set that one must adhere to or master with a great team around them to get the job done. So the personal Everest for a director making a movie or TV show about mental illness would be to have that film or TV show cover sensitive material, but in a relatable way, while at the same time being sensitive considering the subject matter. I mean, people struggle with mental illness every day, and many don't know that they even have mental illness, and many people even more so, don't have the proper resources to get the help that they need. And these stories help bring awareness um, to these people through these stories. And they're like, oh my gosh, I need to reach out to a therapist. Or, oh my gosh, I relate to that way because of so-and-so and this, that, and the other. I mean, what do you think, Tosh? Yeah, I think that, you know, it's when you're dealing with content that explores mental illness, you really have to stay true to life, but also like, you have to be aware of like your audience and like how people will view things. And like given current context, like what era am I in? Who is the show marketed towards? Where is it being distributed? Like who's most likely going to see this? Um, And, you know, it's hard for those, like, obviously if you have a mental illness, but you're not like self-aware of like, Oh, something about me is like, I think differently than other people. It's kind of hard to navigate that. And, you know, I think it's important that if you, know like if you have connections or resources for people that you think could benefit from it like to share that and not be stingy with that information because it can help them and like further help like people around you tell their stories correctly that's so true that's so good well thank you all for listening uh please tune in next week we will be discussing political dramas Mm. order the code red yeah (laughs) code red Code red, code red. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You can't handle this truth that we're about to throw at you next week. Please feel free. You can't handle the truth. You can't. You can't. (laughs) Um, Feel free to follow us on social media to stay updated on this podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Shea Butter Pop or follow us on Instagram at Shea Butter Popcorn or follow us individually. You can follow me at Chelsea J Music on Twitter or Instagram. Or follow me at Tajiana underscore on Twitter or Instagram. Yes, please like, comment, share. Let us know what you would like to talk about. Let us know what you thought of this episode this week. Yes, please give us suggestions. DM us. Let us know in the comments what you thought about this episode. What other things do y'all want to hear? Let us know. Have a great week, y'all. Bye.